You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. It's the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy coming at you. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Thank you. It's a joy to have you here today. <laughs> and a pleasure to be able to look at your beautiful face mm. while we do this podcast. <laughs> so today's episode is understanding the reasons behind infidelity and unveiling the hidden struggles in a marriage. Now, we usually don't like to talk about negative things because we're, you know, our app is Ultimate Intimacy. And most of the people listening to this podcast probably have pretty good marriages and are looking to make them better. But we should point out that it's really easy um, to go from being in a great marriage to all of a sudden being in a situation to where you're like, how did I get here? Amy and I have seen marriages completely fail and people have affairs. And, and I mean, these are people that you'd be like, what in the world? Like, how, how would something like this happen? You know, and I think it's important to talk about these things and the to identify what causes couples or, or individuals to have affairs or even go down that road. And so, you you know, hopefully you can look at these things or listen to these things today and say, oh, are there areas of our marriage that need to be stronger? What can we do to better protect our marriage and better uh, keep us from ever having anything like this happen in our marriage? Because I don't think anyone ever would think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go have an affair. Right. I don't I mean, think anybody signs up for that. That is actually committed when they get married. Committed. Never thinks I'm going to cheat. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's not like a planned thing. No, but but there are little things that happen uh, that slowly cause someone to to do things like that, and so it happens sadly often, more often than we probably think. So yeah. We are not going to dwell on the negative. We are going to. Dwell on the positive, all the things that we can do so we never put ourselves in that situation because we are human beings. We get a lot of people are like, why do you have to set boundaries and, and do all these things to protect your marriage if you have if you trust each other? Like we always say, trust is built on following boundaries that are set. So there are things, we're all human. We have to do things in our lives and in our marriage and in our personal life to protect our marriage. For sure. Right? Absolutely. So let's dive in and talk about the things or the reasons why a couple would cheat or things that could contribute to a couple or to a spouse, excuse me, um, that would go cheat or having an affair. To just even just lead you down that road of not being 100% committed because we all want to be 100% committed, but we've all been through things that are really, really tough and it, are, it tests our commitment, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, I guess real quick before we dive in, we, we often think, oh, if a spouse has an affair, it's always related because of something, you know, with sexual intimacy. 
But that is not the truth. Now, although that can be one of the contributing factors, which we'll talk about, there's so many other reasons. Uh, we as humans need connection in so many different ways. We need certain things in our life fulfilled and met and and have those things happen to fill the, the connection or the relationship with our spouse. And if a lot of those things or some of those things are missing, uh, it's only natural as a human to want to go get some needs met elsewhere. For right? sure. For sure. So. Well, and to start out with, none of us signed up for a non-passionate, roommate, boring marriage, right? I sure didn't. I don't think anybody goes on their wedding day thinking that uh, things are going to fall apart and they're not going to work on it. So <laughs> well, marriage, marriage takes work and it takes commitment. We all know that. Well, and I think there, if there's any of you listening that are, um, you know, maybe feeling like, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, I don't want to say obligation, but if there's some of you out there that are listening to like, oh, I shouldn't have to do this for my spouse or my spouse doesn't deserve this or why do I need to, you know, fulfill my spouse's needs? Hopefully this podcast can be a great wake up call for you because mm -hmm. if you're if you're not fulfilling some of your spouse's needs, regardless of what those needs are, if you're not willing to fulfill those, they're going to get fulfilled some other way. And let me just put a disclaimer out there. It's never okay to cheat. Correct. If you're a respectful, honest, faithful, good, mature human being, you don't cheat. No matter how bad your marriage I don't, is. I don't care what you're suffering from. You don't cheat in your marriage. Like, we are 150% against that. Like, it's never okay to cheat. Now, I'm talking like physical cheating. It's not okay to emotionally cheat either. But it happens... And it needs to be stopped. And there are one. reasons that it and happens. And there are reasons that that happens. And that is what we're going to point out in the podcast today is the reasons why this happens. But but it's never okay to physically or sexually cheat on your spouse. It's not acceptable. So, yes, if it's happened, you can heal from that, I'm sure. I don't know. We've never dealt with that. But I don't know what I'm trying to say. It just it frustrates me because... As a mature, respectful, committed human being, you should divorce, not cheat. Yeah. <laughs> right? I agree. If you yeah, can't handle it, marriage. And you're unhappy And you in can't marriage. fix your problems in your marriage, there's still no reason to cheat. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So. And I, and I know there's a lot of Christians that say, well, divorce is unacceptable too. Um, yeah, we don't feel like I, that. I come from a divorced family and I can tell you right now that my my mom and my dad are both unbelievably happy in the relationships that they have now now yeah. and why why would they not be <laughs> i guess why why would we keep them or want to keep them or not allow them to have that happiness why would god not want them to be happy sometimes marriage just doesn't work out unfortunately because people make decisions they have free agency and well, you know, a lot of they, things happen. They quit their commitments. So, and it happens. It's not every, any, the other spouse's fault all the time. So. Sometimes things just don't work out. Anyways, but, God, anyways. God wants you to have a happy and passionate and intimate marriage. God created marriage for that reason. So we believe in committing. We also believe if you've tried everything and you possibly, it's not working. 
You never cheat. You, it's better to get divorced. That's right. But we're going to try and do everything in our power like we do every day of our life to keep people from ever getting, getting to that point, right? Because you really can find ultimate intimacy in your relationships. No matter where you're at. Yep. So let's dive in. So uh, first one is emotional dissatisfaction. Obviously feeling emotionally unfulfilled or disconnected from your spouse. Uh, people are going to seek... I guess, those fulfillments in other ways. I have been emotionally dissatisfied at a time in our marriage. What? With me? No way. No way. <laughs> yes, I have. Maybe you have too. I don't know. You can be honest in this one. We have all felt... I can be honest in this one? In this episode. Well, I'm you can all, always all be honest. honest. <laughs> you, can, you can say how you felt. But I think we've all hit a point in our marriages at one time or another where we've been emotionally dissatisfied. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go run out and find it somewhere else. Whew, that's so Whew. glad to hear that. <laughs> right? So, what can we do to keep that emotional satisfaction? I could see a lot of women saying, my husband just doesn't provide me the emotional needs, but always wants the sexual needs. I could see a lot of women saying that. And if a woman's not... A woman needs her emotional needs met to want the sexual intimacy, right? So if her emotional okay. needs are not being met and she's at work or another place and all of a sudden her, she has great conversations and has someone that seems to care about her and want to get to know her and things like that and are starting to fulfill her emotional needs, you could see how that could be bad. That's what happens in all of the movies. Yeah, right. For sure. And sometimes you look at it and you're like, yeah, her husband's a jerk. He definitely is not there for emotionally. That's a big problem. So how you solve that is the key word, communication. That's right? right. If you're struggling in your marriage and your emotional needs aren't being met, whether you're a husband or wife, whatever, uh, sit down, really communicate uh, that your needs are not being met and identify what your needs are. Like we've talked about in some podcasts that some women don't even know what their needs mm -hmm. are. They just know they're not being met. But then when they're asked, you know, what 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 do you need me to do as a husband? Well, I, I, I really don't know. Well, you got to figure that out. So you got to <laughs> got to figure stuff out. You got to figure it out. And you got to talk to each other and you've got it. And and men need emotional connection too. Oh, for sure. Amy's always joking around with me that I'm like the woman in the I, I really do. I think Nick needs it more than I do. Oh, you need the physical too. <laughs> what's Nick's very needy. What she's saying is I'm just <laughs> I'm needy. I'm like I need the physical, I need the emotional, I need the time. I think what that means is just you're a very passionate and sensitive person. I think hey. that you. Th I think that Nick thrives on passion, emotional, and physical connection. Like I, I really do. I think I do. I think too. your life thrives on that. I think you. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I do. I like to talk to my girl. I like to make love to my girl, and. Uh... And I think probably a lot of men have tried to hide that sensitive passionate side that they have because they've been taught that it's not masculine which is bullcrap because you can absolutely want passion and emotion and in your relationship and still be very masculine and you can hear in my voice how masculine i am i mean oh my God. there's no femininity in in my anyways so all right moving on um which leads us to which leads us to sexual dissatisfaction um 
how is sexual dissatisfaction different from lack of sex, do you think? From or is lack there, of sex? Or is there a difference? Well, this one just stems off of emotional connection, right? Because most husbands have said in the polls we've taken, all the messages we get, all the people we talk to, the reason they want to make love so much to their wife is for that loving connection, right? Yeah, for sure. So I think sexual dissatisfaction has to do with the lack of connection during, during sex. sex. I agree. And this and this is caused by a wife, like I always say in my videos, I'm get ruined, killed for. Stop treating it like a chore. Stop acting like it's something you just have to do for your husband. Quit acting like it's just for him. And this can go both ways, I understand. Changing the mindset, like, like sex doesn't do anything for a man if his wife's just like, fine, just if get it not over with. It. Just get it over you're, with. You're exactly right. We could be making love every day, but if I know that you have no interest, no desire, no connection, like, how is that going to, that's not going to be enjoyable That's not even feeding me. you the connection, no. emotional, sexual connection that you need. That does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Exactly. You might as well just take care of yourself, which we also don't want to do in marriage. So... Yeah, I think I sexual dissatisfaction means it's not. There's just no means, effort. There's no effort. It means that it's not passionate and exciting anymore. And if you, I don't want to go off movies because movies are fake. But if you ever see a movie where people have an affair or it's it's um, spicy and the relationship's new, it's because I think people internally crave that newness, right? They crave that excitement. And when you let your relationship and marriage get boring, you can see how that can happen. Like, For we're sure. human. We want that excitement and romance in our life. I mean, it's so funny because men are like, what? Women really want to be intimate? I don't know any women like that. There's a reason there's chick flicks. Because women actually do crave that. They just need to feel that emotional. Like, when they're falling in love in movies in a chick flick... It's exciting. It's passionate. The guy's into the woman. He, he talks to her. He emotionally connects to her. Like because they're connecting emotionally. Place, right? The man wants it and the woman wants it. They both want that. So, yeah, you can't say that we're all that different. We both want the emotional. We both want the sexual. We both are the same. That's why people cheat. <laughs> they start missing that. Am I wrong? I agree. Totally we start right. missing that. So we have to do those things that bring us that excitement, like the chick flicks. Like, go watch a chick flick. You'll feel it. Yeah. So. Right? So. I totally agree. So let's talk about lack of, like, intimacy. Apparently, I jumped ahead. No, no, no. No, you're talking. Since we're already talking about, since we talk about sexual dissatisfaction, there's a difference between sexual dissatisfaction and, and lack a it. lack of it, right? Okay, so we're jumping into the next one, which is you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Yep. Which is probably a cause from the emotional lack. And that goes back to the dissatisfaction because if a guy, if if there's no satisfaction in making love, a guy's not going to want to do it. So then it becomes a lack of intimacy, right? A guy doesn't want to make make love or have sex to his, let's say have sex with his wife often if she doesn't care or there's no interest or there's no satisfaction in it so then that go moves into the area of a lack of 
physical intimacy. Absolutely. Where he's like, well, my wife doesn't even freaking enjoy it. She acts like she doesn't even want me or vice versa. So why, listen, why are we even going to do it? So then it goes to almost a sexless marriage. And it could happen fast and very unintentional. So what happens when the sexual intimacy slows down, the physical, the touching, the, the flirting, and then the emotional stuff, right? It like goes back and forth and it turns into that game again. And there's a reason we talk about sexual intimacy so much. I mean, we, so much. we talk about it so much because, you know, if you're marriage, if you have really good sexual intimacy and connection in your lovemaking, the chances of you having any other like, well, the chances of you having an affair or getting divorced or things like that is probably almost zero. Like sure. how, how many couples do you know that have good sexual intimacy that are on the brink of divorce? Or I mean, probably, probably none. Because if you're having amazing sexual intimacy in your marriage, you're already connecting emotionally. So that means that you're touching outside the marriage, you're talking outside the marriage, you're communicating well, right? Because you're not going to have good sexual intimacy. Now, if you have good sexual intimacy, the guy's stepping it up, the wife is stepping it up. You're probably agreeing in your finances. You're probably in tune and in sync with your kids. You're probably prioritizing dates because you have that physical intimacy. You have that connection going on. Just the whole big ultimate intimacy pie is being fulfilled. And sexual intimacy is the sign of that. Yeah, and I think it really frustrates me when I hear uh, women, not all the time, but some women that say, I'm just not in the mood and therefore we're going to have sex on my terms, right? Like if I'm not in the mood or I I don't want to do it, then it's because I don't want to. And they never, they never think of the, the uh, negative impact that it's having on their whole marriage in general. It's more of just like, well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not in the mood. Um, I can't overstate like how important it is for couples to connect sexually. When we went through our, absolute crisis in our marriage over financial intimacy we would have fallen apart oh we've been divorced if i if i had not kept the sexual intimacy alive if i would have turned that off and be like you're not providing for us financially at all or emotionally like i'm just done if i would have turned that switch and just be like you're out you're not giving me my needs we would have been done yeah because that is the one way that i felt loved i felt like she still loves me regardless of the trials and struggles we're going through i feel like she still loves me because we are being intimate Mm -hmm. so totally agree yep so next one is lack of communication as we talk about all the time and you're sick of hearing from about it it communication is the key uh almost any issue can be resolved with good communication so i think that's probably one of the biggest things that you see happen when couples are headed down a road of disconnect is there's not good communication for sure and I've shared the stat before, but I think they said about like 12, it's only 12 minutes. Couples have only 12 minutes a day of good communication. So sad. So that is... so much time. How many time, How many hours are you on your phone a day versus speaking to your spouse a day? Yeah. So look for that in your relationship. I would say that's key if so many things revolve around bad communication or lack of communication. Yep. Next one is midlife 
crisis. I can see that. I'm me and Nick are kind of in that stage. Yeah. Do you feel like we're in that stage? I'm kind of in we're and out of it. We're not in a crisis, but we're midlife. Yeah. The, I mean, the other day I was thinking, and I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> you know, things are good, but like something's missing. Like I need something. Like something's missing, and I couldn't identify what it was. You still can't. No, I still can't identify Actually, what it was. Actually, you kind of could. You, he, Nick sat in the car one night after date night. And he's like, how do you feel like our relationship is? I'm like, great. He's like, I feel like it's missing something. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. His wife doesn't initiate enough. No, that's, prob- that's probably true. Nick no. like Nick like wants to live that fairy tale. I totally do. Like, my libido's higher than his. Not going to happen. In fact, I asked <laughs> not her. Not possible. Do you want to share with the audience what I asked you? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'm too old. I'm in a midlife crisis. Okay. Well, we'll save that for another time, which means you'll have to <laughs> What did you to ask me? I was like... You don't remember? Yeah. It was... Uh, so, we've talked to a couple couples that got like low testosterone or the, oh. the balancing out hormones and their wives have gone to where like they want sex like three times a day and the husband's curled up in the corner saying, I can't do this anymore, honey. I can't. I got a headache. <laughs> And I, I thought, oh. I just laughed and I thought, that is like crazy. I don't even know, that would be crazy. So Nick's life, midlife crisis is like trying to like help me fix my libido. Which no, that's is not like true. like such a big, poor no, problem. No, 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 that's, no, that has nothing to do with that. I was just pointing out a funny story. My, uh-huh. midlife, my midlife crisis is like, and I think a lot of people don't, that get in a midlife crisis, so to speak, don't even know why they're feeling the way they do. For sure. It happens in your 40s and 50s. You're just like, You're just I need bored. something new. I need something different. And I'm not saying like Amy's and my marriage isn't good because it's fantastic. Our marriage is great. You just need something new. I just like, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, he needs I a, need something. He thinks he needs to go to the Bahamas, but that ain't, that ain't That's exactly it. what I need. Oh, that goodness. You identified it. Okay, we'll move on then. <laughs> Problem solved. Anyways, about the midlife crisis, just... Hold on. I want to say something. It says, so midlife crisis is, if if you're experiencing midlife crisis, it... Yeah. What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Yeah. We're going to cut that out of the podcast. I totally forgot where I'm going. I get in trouble for cutting him off. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. I was going to say, just... It doesn't have to be anything major. You don't have to take some massive vacation or go buy a new car or move or something if you're having a crisis. I think the best thing that you can do is start something new together. Go play pickleball together. Go take up a new class or hobby or take up hiking or... Did you hear what you just said? What did I say? You used the word go. Go do this. Go do this. So it could be go to the Bahamas. So a <laughs> go is an action word. Nick's so got two right. things on his mind, sex and Bahamas. Okay. Well, they, yeah, they kind of do go hand in hand because uh, like, uh-huh. anyways, uh-huh. hey, you brought that up. I didn't say anything about that. I'm trying to do a podcast and you're talking about. I was talking about going and doing a hobby. I know. It's cheap. You're talking about big trips. I'm talking about stuff that the normal person can do. Because you're, just, you can't go to the Bahamas just, right now either. So. I know. Let's just combine them. We'll go to the Bahamas and do a good hike. Or and play go, pickleball. Or play pickleball, yeah. If you guys haven't played pickleball yet, go do it as a couple. It's so much fun. Okay, moving on. Next one is seeking novelty and excitement, which is what we just talked about, right? We're bored. 
We get bored in marriage. We get bored with date nights. Nick is like the most boring date night person. He's like, let's go to the same restaurant every Friday night at 5 o'clock. Let's have the same missionary position tonight. Let's have the same... <laughs> That's not true. I... I didn't say that. I just said dinner. Oh, dinner. You're right. Yeah, I kind of I kind of am boring when it comes to dinner. But outside dinner, oh, I'm a... Not, not really. <laughs> we don't do anything after dinner. So the, the key is... Is doing something new. Whatever that is. I don't know what that means for everybody. So you're going to have to figure that out by going back and communicating about that. Like look at each other and be like, how can we bring some more excitement into our relationship? Oh, I have a good idea. Go play the truth or dare game or get on the app or buy a card deck because that literally can spice things up. I try to be uh, more exciting. I'll be like, hey, babe, let's go do this new hike or let's go do this. And the kids are like, no, I don't want to go. I just want to sit at home and watch TV and waste away the summer. And (laughs) so in my defense, I am am an exciting person by nature, but... I've you been, won't go ballroom dancing on the, the life of him, though. the chains and the straps have held me down. We're from, talking about date night, not our teenagers. Oh, I'm just talking about excitement in general. Oh, okay. Well, you have to have excitement in your marriage, which means keeping date night exciting. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Most of the men that comment like on any date night posts that we do, the men always say, Men, go plan the date. Go plan something fun. Go make reservations. Like, you don't... It's funny because it's exactly against what we do. Because me and Nick will get in the car and be like, what should we do tonight? So many men comment and say, man, you need to take the reins and go plan the date night and, and have it all ready and be like, this is what we're doing tonight, babe. I have it all planned out. Because girls like the man to be but, in charge once in a while. But is that your relation? Is that your personality? I would probably love that I, once in a while. Okay, okay, that's Especially great to hear. Especially if it took me ballroom dancing, like I've been asking for like after, seven years. After twenty-one years, I'm learning new things. <laughs> that's the point. Marriage. Uh, number seven. Okay, so we're still talking. About, <laughs> we're getting off. Su- no, we're getting on. We're staying on no, subject. We're just, these are the things that keep you from having a boring marriage that would make you. Not happy in your marriage, right? So, number seven is revenge or retaliation. So, this would cause emotional or physical affair by a spouse feeling resentful because something happened with the other spouse or, I I don't know, to gain some kind of, like, power or sense of control or something. And I I think it also is used with sex a lot of times. Like, uh, sometimes women will say, well, I'm not going to give him sex unless he does this, 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 or for me. For me. Mm -hmm. So, like, kind of almost holding a a spouse hostage or controlling them through sex manipulation. That's not okay. Not okay? That's not okay. That's not healthy. Don't do that. Uh, yeah don't do that yeah i agree next one is low self-esteem so we actually had some i think i already shared this but i had a guy message me a couple weeks ago and saying his wife had an emotional affair on social media because she has low self-esteem and she was getting validated by compliments on social media and it led to deeper and deeper it started starting conversations and stuff so I think that the way that you make your spouse feel really contributes to a healthy marriage. So this wife probably, if she would have, and it's both people's fault, but I think it would have been better for his wife to be like, you know, I'm suffering with this. I'm not feeling super good about myself right now. Could you help me 
help me in this area? Like, could you compliment me more? Like, sometimes you have to tell your spouse what you need, even if it seems yeah. silly. Like, could you please compliment me more? I'm, I'm really frustrated with my weight since I've had a baby or just whatever it is that is keeping your self-esteem down. Tell your spouse, be vulnerable in that area because you're not going to go crave that validation from other people on social media or your friends or people that you work with if you're getting that in your own marriage. And I think that's really important. The only way you're going to get that is if you express that to your spouse and ask for help. I think you're right. I think we assume a lot of times that our spouse just should automatically know what we need or what we're going through or what we're feeling. And then when they don't, then we get even more frustrated Mm -hmm. and upset and hold things in. And we almost let it build up. Like, how can he not recognize what I'm going through? And how can he not, you know, fulfill my needs? And, you know, really, as we've talked about before, we as men are often very simple and and I think women too like if all you do is sit down and talk about your needs with each other it's amazing what can get resolved well and some of that's um a self what's the word self-inflicted self-inflicted because if you're feeling low you shouldn't know better than trying to get validated from strangers you shouldn't need that what kind of things do you need to do for yourself do you need to give yourself some self-care do you need to find something that you're good at you, your self, self-love is up to you. It's not up to your spouse. So you can't turn around and do things that is going to hurt your spouse when it's your internal problem. And I think that sometimes when we get married, we kind of lose ourselves, especially like a lot of women. We're in charge of loving ourselves and giving us ourselves that time that we need to stay confident and stay, just stay strong. Like, mm-hmm. whatever that takes. So, self-care is very important I, in communication. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. In fact, I was just preparing a blog, a blog article talking about low self-esteem and how it can really negatively impact marriages. And if someone is feeling little, little self-confidence, they're not going to communicate with their spouse. They're going to feel like their spouse is maybe looking for someone better. And, I mean, there's so many things. And well, it causes lack of trust, too. Yeah, Exactly. Like, my spouse probably doesn't think I'm pretty. He's probably looking at everyone else. Like, that's going to cause some serious issues if you have that mindset, right? For sure. You're exactly right. I really love the next one. We get destroyed on social media, but it's not having boundaries in your marriage. And we've talked about this a bunch of times. I think we did in the last one. I really feel like this is probably one of the biggest things. If you look at if you look at couples that or a spouse that cheats on another couple... I think almost every single, yeah, on the other spouse, I think almost most of the time, if not almost all the time, it has something to do with this area, which is boundaries. I mean, you see spouses that, how many spouses have we seen that we know that are married and they start talking to someone on the opposite sex on social media and the next thing you know, they're having an affair. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. And so those boundaries weren't set or those boundaries were ignored. Or ignored. So I think it's so important for couples to discuss boundaries and talk about what the boundaries are. What's going to be acceptable and not acceptable in the marriage. Because if you don't discuss boundaries, I mean, I think it's common sense. But if you don't discuss what's right or wrong, how is your spouse going to know or each of you know when when the line is crossed because there's never been a line established well this needs to be discussed all the time 
Not just like, oh, we discussed this 20 years ago when we got married. No, things change. Social media changes. We didn't have social media when we were. Your careers change. The people you work with change. The people you're around changes. Everything changes all the time. So boundaries need to be rediscussed as often as you think they need to in your marriage. Yeah. Right? I mean, it could be even something as little as not wearing a wedding ring. Like, um, if a guy's not wearing a wedding ring or, or a woman's not wearing a wedding ring and all of a sudden they start getting hit on. Absolutely. Like, it's totally normal. I don't care who you are. It's totally normal that if someone's hitting on you, you're like, oh, maybe a little flattered, right? You totally feel flattered. Absolutely. So, but if you're if you're doing those little things to allow those doors to open, you're just asking for trouble. For sure. And if you need that flattery, if you're if you're like, oh, I ha- I'm not getting this. This is nice. Go fix it in your marriage so that that's not even needed. Yeah. Like we already talked about, right? Like if you're feeling flattered because someone else complimented you and you're like, get the little tingly, like, oh my gosh, someone's paying attention to me. Then you're missing it in your marriage. You need to go fix exactly. that. You need to you're go exactly fix that. You're exactly right. It that is- shouldn't even like, if someone compliments me, I say, I would say thank you and I would... That would be the end of it. And I yep. want to walk away like, oh my gosh, someone thinks I'm so pretty. Like, I already know my husband thinks I'm pretty. Because I have that validation in my marriage. I don't need it from someone else. If you don't feel like that, fix it in your marriage. Yeah, if you don't feel like that, then there's something lacking in your marriage. Like you Absolutely. said, because you should be like, you should be like, okay, that was, you know, like you said. I mean. You shouldn't have to be validated. You shouldn't have to be all. And if you need words of affirmation. From your spouse, go tell your spouse and go re-talk about your love languages. For sure. Because if you're needing that from someone else or anything, any of those love languages from somebody else, they need to be fixed in your marriage. Yeah. Right? Then the final one is lack of commitment. Um, oh my goodness. I just don't even understand how people aren't 100% even know what commitment means anymore. Like, I think most of our listeners, I think most of you understand that. But, like, if we post anything on marriage on TikTok, which is just insane, I feel like nobody understands what commitment even means anymore. And t- and and Every- just commitment in me- marriage means no emotional, physical. I mean, you are one. You're committed, you are to, committed each other. to each other. Right? But this is deeper. When, it, when I think of commitment, I think of deeper. When you commit to your spouse, you don't just put on a ring and be like, I'll never cheat on you. That's not, that's, it's more than that. Commitment in a marriage, like real commitment means taking care of your spouse's needs. And that's what I want to dive into. Nick has expressed to me in our marriage that he has physical and sexual needs. Those are important to me because I'm committed to him. I am the only person that can take care of those needs in this marriage. You are the only person that should be taking care of my personal needs in our marriage. Absolutely. So being committed, it needs to be taken to a deeper level. We need to have better levels of real commitment and taking care of each other, which means putting down your phone, talking, speaking love languages, and caring, like listening and caring to our spouse's needs and then taking care of those needs. And I like how you said, put down your phone. A commitment, commitments to each other, but there are also things that can take away that commitment, like your time spent on your cell phone. It doesn't always have to be another person. Mm-mm. It could be time spent on a cell phone or hobbies or so many things that take us away from being committed to our spouse and pull us away from that. I, I hear comments from men all the time that say, my wife is having an affair with her phone. 
I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. I hear all the time. Pe- the women and a lot of men, it can go either way, are more committed to their stupid phones than they are to their own spouse. And a lot of couples are feeling like that. So as we talk about commitment and infidelity, maybe look at that as one. Am I more committed to my cell phone than I am my spouse? That was beautiful, babe. Beautiful. I, 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 it kind of hits hard. Yeah. It kind of hits hard. I brought, it's bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> I, I think that was perfect. I've never seen you cry. Yeah, you have. Like what twice, are you talking about? Twice in 20 years. Oh, I've, uh, I've cried a lot. Mm-hmm. Out of happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be married to you. Anyways, I hope these little reminders, hopefully positive, can help you find ultimate intimacy.